2: So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like pick your poison with a union. What is going on? Yeah, it's kind of
3: <laughs> funny. The only guy we didn't really mention is Alejandro Bedoya, who's the guy on this team that plays for the U.S. national team. Yeah. <laughs> um...
4: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com soccer. And now here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath and JD Bazo.
1: All right, you guys ready to jump in? Yeah,
3: yeah, let's do it. All right, cool.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rodawire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of com, joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. The three of us yet again or was it yet again? No, JD, were you <laughs> off last week? <laughs>
3: I didn't make it last week, but the week before, I think we were both there. So, all
1: right, so two out of three—not been... bad, as Meatloaf liked, to say, liked liked to say. Excuse me. <laughs> um, we've got four too old sl- for me. Uh, yeah, very probably. It's actually too old for me too. My parents happened to. Or my dad was a big Meatloaf <laughs> fan. Um, uh, so we've got four game four slates uh for this weekend. We're in the middle again in the middle of a double game week. This one was a little more. Uh, plentiful with five games on Wednesday, which will obviously screw up some lineups for this weekend. Although there were a few notable guys on the bench for the Wednesday slate. I'm thinking uh, David Villa, Clint Dempsey, were there any others that jumped out?
3: Ozzy Alonzo wasn't in. He's injured Mm -hmm. a little bit.
1: That wasn't in. Yeah. I felt that was like an okay absence since it was injury as opposed to just wrestling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Kaka and Rivas both came off the bench. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, NYCFC left a couple guys out. I think Jack Harrison, Jack Harrison sat too, yeah. Uh,
1: and Pierlope, right? Rod- so you know they're just taking anybody off the bench at this point,
3: right? Rodney Wallace wasn't in. Mm-hmm. I don't think
2: he's hurt. So, um, Tommy Mack was the captain. All that's kinds right. of craziness going down.
1: I mean, whether he's wearing the but- armband or not, I think we know he's the captain <laughs> of that team.
3: <laughs> that's right. And Jonathan Spector was, uh, was out. I think he got sick at the last minute. So, okay. One of the best center backs this year. Pretty big deal.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll get to those 10 teams in a little bit, but let's start off with the Friday game. Um, there's a, f- er, there's a Friday and single early game on Saturday slate. We've got a two gamer. So s- Friday night is the Red Bulls hosting, uh, Toronto <coughs> and then Saturday three o'clock Eastern Montreal hosting Portland. Uh, Toronto is going to be without Sebastian Javinko for hopefully only three weeks. Um, and Nick Haglin's out for eight to 12 weeks with a knee injury so obviously the toronto attack isn't going to be quite as as strong without Javinko. but the red bulls have just looked awful this year uh jd you think this is when they bounce back
3: yeah i think this is a coin flip game it's at home for the red bulls but toronto have won six straight games uh with or without Javinko. i think they they're going to be uh, pretty formidable the Red Bulls are, are very much up in the air, but they, they still have a lot of quality. So I I think this is pretty much a toss-up. I don't know which offense you really want to buy into, but uh, it's a two-game slate, so we obviously have to to pick some players here.
1: Scott, do you find yourself going more towards Josie or BWP?
2: BWP for me, I actually like the Red Bulls a lot in this matchup. Oh. I feel like they're pretty... I mean, they've they've had some really bad results lately. They really need to bounce back, and they've been pretty vocal all week that they're, you know, they're not going to settle for anything less than three points in this one. So, you know, that storyline it's it's uh, one of those things that I I give into somewhat when a team's that hungry. So, um, I feel like with Javinko out, with some of the other injuries, with Toronto's busy schedule, um, I feel like New York. Can get it done here i really like question at his price and feel like bwp is actually reasonably priced for what he's been mm-hmm. so I like yeah that's him.
3: the that's the cheapest that both of them have been in the recent memory yeah i don't yeah. i actually can't remember a time when either of them were that cheap um maybe back when they priced things differently maybe when there was the 11 person uh teams or whatnot but um yeah, so questions like a steal at seventy six hundred because he, I mean, he's going to get you a, a bunch of crosses to begin with just from corners, um, and then BWP versus Josie I think is a, a fair argument to have. I probably lean BWP as well because it it sounds like Drew Moore is coming back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. I um, think Drew, so. when he's fully fit, he's one of the best center backs in the league. Um, he's probably not going to be to start it off. It is unfortunate that they're missing Nick Hagland because he was having the best stretch of his career, I would say. He, uh, he's he been playing very well. Um, but the Red Bulls also won't have Aurelian Collin, it doesn't sound like, and he's a, an important piece of their defense. So, yeah, both sides. I think it's going to come down to who controls the midfield, and either team has the, the capability to do that. Uh, I think the Red Bulls are a little bit fresher just because Toronto has had such a, they've had two double game weeks back to back. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's worth looking at who starts up top beside Josie. If it's to St. Ricketts or if it's Raheem Edwards, because Ricketts is kind of a guy that can come off the bench. as like a super sub. He's very fast. Um, I think he has three goals in his last two games, mm-hmm. I think but right. Edwards, Edwards seems like the guy that could play a, a 60 minutes and then get Ricketts in there for 30 Um, on the flip side, Ricketts is in good form and Edwards is a little more versatile. So you could put him in multiple positions when he comes on. So that's something to look for. And we'll obviously get to see the lineup before we have to make that choice.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. That was an awesome breakdown of that game.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Make it up for lost time. I wasn't here last week. There
1: we go. There we go. Uh, so you don't think that they would start Josie and Ricketts together? Or Not face.
3: necessarily. I yeah. mean, Ricketts has always been more effective as a sub. So, yeah. and against like a Red Bulls team that usually controls the game, they press really hard. I, that's when you want to bring a speed guy on like Ricketts um, with some fresh legs. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's my guess. I You have to go with some cheap guys on this slate. So, I mean, Ricketts is still kind of expensive, Edwards less so. And I, Marky Delgado is probably going to start in the midfield. He's in the 3000s. So, He's not a bad play if you need to just fit one cheap guy in your lineup.
2: Right, and so Edwards has been lining up more of a kind of a left wing back Mm -hmm. almost, but he's still getting up and down the flank pretty often, and uh, I I think that suits uh, cash game play a little bit more than a guy like Ricketts. I mean, granted, Ricketts has had some pretty good games the past two games, but I think if you're looking for a safer play, I I like uh, Edwards a little bit more, and he's cheaper too.
3: Yeah, I saw the the uh, Toronto uh, SB Nation blog waking the red. They actually were thinking that Edwards might actually play in more of a a forward role this game.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, it's possible the Javinko out now.
3: Well, because uh, yeah, Chris mavenga is back. um Looks like he's actually capable now. So that pushes Justin Morrow back out wide, which means Edwards can kind of get up the field more. It's it's sound logic, but he could just as easily start it at wingback. And I think they even started Armando Cooper recently uh, in one of their games at wingback.
1: Yep. It was either, I think, last Wednesday, right?
3: There's been the so many match. lately, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to remember. I think you're right. It was the crew match. Yeah.
1: Uh, so looking at the Red Bull side, we've got, you obviously mentioned Clutching and BWP. Do any of the other guys kind of jump out at you that, that you'd consider, either Royer or, uh, I mean, we've seen Gonzalo Verone got a start last week. Any of the defenders, I guess.
3: I mean, Kamar Lawrence is always a guy uh, lately this season that I'm going to consider. I think he's been playing really, really well. So he's he's right up there for me with Justin Morrow in terms of who I want on the slate at defender if I want to pay up. And he's, uh, I think, $700 cheaper than Morrow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think Lawrence is a guy I'm looking at. And then... Royer would be would be an okay play but I think question is just such a value that it's it's really hard to look past him. Mm-hmm. So unless you really want to stack Red Bulls, which is I guess that's an all right strategy. Skylar mentioned they're motivated, but I feel like the Red Bulls are one of those teams that they are always talking about having to turn things around the next game and then they it just it's like random whether or not they do. I think they just talk to to say it but they don't actually mean it sometimes especially (laughs) it's not that not that it is that they choke or anything like it's may so they can tell the media whatever they want but they're probably not feeling the pressure right now
1: a rebuttal to that
2: (laughs) i mean i think we saw last game i if you watch i felt like red bulls were the better team for most of the game they let in those two early goals and then i think yeah those were sloppy yeah you're right and I think LA did what they needed to do to to get the win. Um, Marsh is is pretty fired up. I think he's shouldering a lot of the blame. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's gonna crack the whip and and get him into shape. Um,
3: right, but it's it's also
2: not,
3: it's not like they're desperate right now. They're still like in the playoffs if the season ended right now.
2: Yeah, they're not they're not desperate, but I also Desper- think they don't want to they don't want to keep dropping results at home. So.
3: Right, I agree. I'm just like, I I feel like this happens all the time where BWP comes out and says, oh, we need to be so much better, or Felipe, and they're saying we're going to have a big game on Saturday, and then it never, like, they just come out and play like they have been. It's not anything extra. It's not, I don't know. Yeah.
2: All right. I get it. So we'll see. I guess one more quick uh, defender play. I do like Laid. A uh, little bit cheaper than, than Lawrence I mean if I had the extra 500 I would definitely pay it for Lawrence But I wouldn't be opposed to playing late If he's back in the lineup
1: Okay, I like that call uh, For the other game We've got Montreal hosting Portland Which includes two of uh, JD's favorite midfielders Ignacio Piatti and Diego Valeri um, How are you going to choose this
3: week, JD? That's a great question um I think I'm going to I think I'm going to choose Valeri. He's back. Uh I don't like Montreal's defense. I haven't been able to use Valeri in a while, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um No, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. I think the fact that Valeri's a little bit cheaper helps. Um but Piotti is at home. He's just, he's very streaky. So it's, if it's a tournament, that's fine. He's, would make me very nervous to use it in cash games. But, uh, we've also only seen him play one game with, uh, Jamai, right?
1: Mm hmm. Oh, that was my next question of how, on how you were going to decide how we should pronounce his name.
3: That's how you pronounce it. I looked it up on YouTube.
1: Can we get that one again? J. J Jamai. All right.
3: It's like yeah, the DZ makes a J.
1: Hmm. Why not? All right, uh, Skyler. We talked about him a little bit last week. We obviously did not pronounce it that way, but he had a huge game, uh, fantasy-wise at least. Uh, Ten crosses, six shots, um, and four fouls drawn. You don't see twenty points without a goal or an assist much. Uh, I assume that was enough to sell you on him.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That caught me off guard for sure. I didn't. I wasn't really sure um, how they would play him. What role he would. He would uh, feature at, but he's kind of front and center, playing that number 10, um, kind of just the cog to their attack now, it looked like, and they gave him the keys to the car right off the bat, and he looked amazing. So, I think uh, for me, even if uh, Piotti and Valeri are on on the slate, then he's probably my top midfielder, Um, maybe question after him. So, I mean, if we're talking this Friday, early Saturday slate, so... Yeah, I'm ready to roll him out. I didn't have him last weekend. It ended up biting me, but uh, I don't think I can pass on him again. He's still a uh, pretty nice price, 7300 So I like him a lot. And then just go, jumping back to Valeri, I, I'm just having a hard time considering him at $9,600. Um, what's crazy to me is that Guzman's been on free kick or uh, corner kicks I think he had like six or seven last game, and you know Blanco and Valeria were both in the game. So I figured with Valeri being back, then he would be back on corner kicks, but that wasn't the case. Um, and then Guzman's 4,600 had a couple of nice back-to-back box scores. So um, I'd probably, you know, if I need the extra salary space, I might look at him at that price.
1: It seems like yeah, the... Yeah, but it's Valeri. But it's Valeri. It seems like the Jamali... Um, Piotti kind of combo is what we saw early season with Valery and Blanco that you know like a new guy comes in gets set pieces and then we're not quite sure if the original guy has as much value and then of course Valeri went on that absurd goal streak so I wonder if like we'll see a Piotti goal streak now because theoretically he's got competition in the midfield <laughs> not obviously for his own spot but like fantasy competition well, he... in our own minds
3: he desperately needed somebody else to help attack defenses. I mean, he's, he was doing most of the work himself. So I think Jim, is really going to help him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that the, the Blanco Valeri situation was exactly the same Blanco still really doesn't seem like he's found his footing quite yet. So.
1: Yeah. I think the only problem that you're going to have with Guzman Skyler is that there's so many midfielders to consider. like, if you have Cledston and you have Jamai that's basically one spot for either Guzmán, right. Valeri, Piatti. If you want to go with Vasquez at at the Red Bulls,
2: right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want a set piece taker at that price point, though, then then there you go. It's if you're trying to fit in a set piece taker from all four of the teams, then he's probably your cheapest right. inlet to uh, to somebody yeah, that's you- been on set pieces.
3: You can easily fit in a set piece taker from every team. I think. Cleshan, um, Vasquez, Guzman, Jamai.
1: But you can't have four, you can't have four midfielders.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. None of them are forward eligible. Yeah, I
1: wasn't. It wasn't price wise. It was more positional restriction right. than anything else. Uh, anyone like uh, Fernando Adi?
3: Yeah, big time. Because I time. think a lot of people are going to not use him. They're going to see the lineups come out for the TFC Red Bulls game. Maybe they're looking at BWP in combo. Maybe they're grabbing the, the cheaper forward from Toronto and uh, Adi just hasn't been winning people money in the last month or so. So I think that he's going to fly a little bit under the radar. And I think that uh, it's a good chance for Portland to get their
2: attack back on track.
1: Mm. I like it. Skylar, you agree with uh, the Adi call?
2: I don't disagree with it, but I'm probably not going to go there, um, especially if I'm playing BWP and Kleschen and Jamali in a lineup. Then I just I don't think I'll have room for them, so um, I'm probably staying away. But I see JD's stance on it; like, definitely could be a sneaky play in a GPP. I wouldn't. I definitely probably wouldn't go there in cash. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean Montreal have led up eight goals at home this year, so in four games to put it into perspective. Right. Right, right. That's not
1: good. No. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I like it. Uh, the next slate uh, includes this Portland-Montreal game that we don't need to rehash, but it also includes D.C. United home against Chicago and then Seattle home against Real Salt Lake. The I won't skip ahead to Seattle, but I've got some things on that one. So D.C.-Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> um, we saw kind of what Chicago can do uh, this past weekend, or the, excuse me, this past Wednesday, uh, beating the Raptors. And the last weekend. And, right, and last weekend. Uh, so 3 nothing on Wednesday to thanks one. to uh, Nikolic Brace. And then, yeah, 4-1. Um, against Seattle. Yeah, against Seattle. So uh, they, I'm not sure we expected them to be this good this quickly, but it should be noted both of those games were at home. This one is not, uh, even though DC United haven't exactly been the most stout defense this year so uh, they're bad <laughs> so that makes it sound like you're i don't want to say all in on d on chicago but that you're pretty comfortable with the chicago guys at dc jd
3: yeah definitely i'm definitely pretty comfortable with chicago at dc i think this uh this slate after this three o'clock game we already talked about has two big time favorites i think chicago and seattle you can kind of stack them up and go from there
1: And Skyler, I
3: mean, DC will be fresher. It's worth noting, I guess, is what I was going to say, but I, I just think Chicago's a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. Skyler, how do you feel about Chicago? Your boy Nickolich. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Nikolic has been lights out. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried about rotation here. Chicago's had a pretty busy schedule too, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nikolic or a uh start this one on the bench so i mean as far as who i like then yeah i like chicago's players much better than than dc i can't really think of many options if any maybe lloyd sam from dc that i'd really put a lot of thought into maybe uh your goalkeeper is i guess Hamid's back in action too so i don't know though that's uh it's a tough call for me
3: hmm. yeah you're right i can't think of a single player from uh <laughs> from dc that i'm thrilled about because the the midfield is going to be so good that luciano acosta i think is going to have some trouble um
1: he hasn't been wow. that, that yeah. great
3: right he's had like a couple big games and a lot of duds mm-hmm. so
1: is he out for this one I... acosta yeah do,
3: do you get... think he has like a yellow car? oh he had got a red he card got last
1: t- toss last week right yeah yeah
3: okay it doesn't say out on the DraftKings note, so RotoWire must be slacking.
1: No, I'm looking at RotoWire, and it's got it. It's got it there. All right. Uh,
3: just didn't update yet, I guess. Weird. Um... So wow, that leaves uh, maybe Julian Boucher or Jared Jeffrey plus Ian Harkis, which none of those options are really thrilling. Uh, <laughs> kind of like. I kind of like Boucher,
2: but. Were he gonna had say thirteen cr- crosses in his last game last year. That's cool. I was I was referring to the pronunciation guide here. It's Harks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, son son gotcha. of a uh, son of a former U.S. legend. I gotta gotta give that's right. That's due right. respect. Uh,
1: this other game, five o'clock Eastern, Seattle RSL. This is where we've got some some of the heavy hitters. We've got Nicholas Ladero at ten seven. He's not gonna start. Um please don't say that. <laughs> That's funny. Um Rusnok has looked pretty good lately. Um eighty-five hundred. He's not, not gonna there. start either. Uh, Clint Dempsey should start. Yep. So we've got that. Uh, so if Ladero doesn't start, who's getting the set pieces for Seattle? Dempsey? Ugh.
3: Probably.
1: He'll get the he'll get the shot. Free kicks. He won't take corners, right?
3: Maybe you know, roll down. He want to be in the box, so.
1: Oh, Rodon! I like that call.
3: Rodon,
2: yeah, he could take some.
3: Or Flacco Fernandez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he start this last game though? Yesterday. Yeah, he played all ninety yesterday.
1: Oh, well, that doesn't sound good. For... So
3: he's probably not gonna. Not gonna start.
1: Um. Gets ugly. After... Well, Rodon. Svensson too.
3: probably can take some, right?
1: Uh, I guess.
3: And he played in the midfield yesterday. It's worth yeah. noting.
1: Yep, he played in Alonzo's spot, right? Right. Um. Oh. Harry Ship. Harry certainly Shipp. Ugh, could take some. Stop, please. They wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> ugh. Uh, all right. So if if Ladero doesn't pl- or doesn't start, and rusnak doesn't start at your end up.
2: You... starts i mean
3: see i'm scared ladero Lider- played 90 both these last two matches so that would be in seven or eight days he would be playing three 90 minute games
0: yeah, or i guess that's...
3: this one wouldn't necessarily be 90 but
2: right i could see it but seattle's talk about a team that needs a bounce back this is a game that they could definitely bounce back with. I don't think they're going to sit Ladero out here.
3: The the thing is, they don't need Ladero to beat Salt Lake.
1: Yeah, but I need him for my FMLS team, so... I know, that's,
3: <laughs> that's why I immediately said he's not going to start, but I, <laughs> I genuinely am 50-50 on whether he's going to start. Huh. And he, unfortunately, they play in the late game. So I was going to say, like it's a what big what chunk
1: a... of money that you're left over with if he doesn't start.
3: Exactly, so... Because you're probably already budgeting for Dempsey regardless of whether or not you use Ladero, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's a huge jump down to, well... Rusnak maybe. Rusnak
1: if he starts.
3: Uh, see, I th- was under the impression Rusnak left the game last night with a groin injury.
2: Oh yeah, I did see something about that. So yeah, that's definitely, I'd say him more than is probably got a shot at sitting this one out. But yeah. could be both of them.
3: And then things get really ugly because he's like seventy-five percent of uh, RSL's attack.
2: Right. Yeah, and then things get really ugly if you budget for one of them too. Thought that's (laughs) where you're going with that one. Then you got to jump down to roll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you budget for both, or (laughs) right. Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess Plata, but I don't even know if he'll start. Yeah, he played ninety last game, so he's probably back in. Um... Ah.
3: And can Savarino play two basically full games in four days?
1: I mean, he's like 20, isn't he? I just assume that like 20 year olds can play all the time.
3: Well, I, yeah, I just don't know if he like was fit coming into RSL as of a week and a half ago. Uh, like, what was he doing? Was he playing soccer <laughs> or was he a free agent?
2: Playing video games? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow,
1: somehow, his salary dropped two hundred bucks after scoring twelve points yesterday. Well, that that 39. tends to
3: happen on DraftKings, but yeah, I
1: guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess if you're if you're pretty passionate that Ladero and Rusevich are not going to start, then your lineup is going to be the same one. Well, I guess not the same as the the Friday Saturday because you, but like. The the Montreal Portland guys are the same, and then you're going to go heavy on the fire. Like, would you end up having a midfield of Guzman? Uh, who would you even have from the? Well, you, fire could you could go a com
3: You could go a calm and Nikolic.
1: You didn't think those guys would start either.
3: I didn't say that.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: I don't really see why. I don't know. I think they. I, I understand it's the exact same logic I use with Ladero but <laughs> hmm. uh, it just feels like the fire why mess up a good thing that Akam and Nikolic don't really show any signs of slowing down um, yeah it's just they also don't travel as far it's just a, a short trip to DC I don't know they were it. able to coast kind of the last two games because they won by three each time.
1: Okay. You're starting to sell me on that. Um, any if
3: goal- they don't start, you pivot to Seattle players. Right. So it's different than if you, if you go all in on Seattle guys.
1: Right, right, right. That makes sense. Does Matt Lampson at 4,300 at D.C. make too much sense?
3: <laughs> no, it makes the perfect amount of <laughs> okay. sense. And, I mean, Bava might be back, it's worth noting.
1: Right. He's actually 100 um, bucks cheaper.
3: Right. I hope he's not because I took Lampson for FMLS this week.
1: But... Mm. Yeah, that seems like a slam dunk of a...
3: Yeah, I I kind of like Gleason, too, um, mm-hmm. if you have a little bit more money. But they're they're both kind of in the same region. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, let's go to the four-game night slate. We'll have three or six line, six of the eight lineups before lock, which is pretty rare for MLS, even with these split slates. Um, it's always nice when the first two options are guys who will not be playing, Mauro Diaz and Josef Martinez. Uh, even though I feel like I've read an article every week that Martinez is getting closer to returning, and then all of a sudden the next article is that he hasn't actually trained yet. So who knows when he'll be back? But... Yeah, Mauro
3: Diaz might be back sooner. He's been yeah. practicing uh, quite a bit lately. It sounds like I think I saw something today, two to three weeks. Wow. Hopefully they'll get him the f- the first game action. So wow. after Valeri, he's hands down my favorite player. So I'm very excited
1: for mm. that. Wow. Yeah, that'll be something. Um, so anyway, the four-game slate, Houston at Atlanta, Colorado at Philly, Kansas City at Vancouver, and San Jose at Dallas number of these teams played Wednesday night, so we'll have that. One of them is Houston, so Houston's going to play at Atlanta. Houston was shut out by uh, Philly? Philly. Philly, right, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, So shut up by Philly. Skyler. do you think they can break through on Atlanta? Uh,
2: I'm not not thrilled about them at Atlanta. Um, uh, Losing at Philly, that's kind of about... (laughs) i got to say it's as bad as it gets. I mean, you talk about a motivated team. <laughs> Philadelphia was pretty pretty amped. They've had some good results here lately, so they've got a good thing fired. going. And Houston, I think they've been, I mean, their attack is, has been good, but it just seems a little disjointed right now um, for whatever reason. And I don't know. I like Atlanta here. I like Almarone. He's a guy that I've been kind of flip-flopping around on this season so far, but he's actually put together a few decent game logs recently and again getting that midfield forward position eligibility like him in that forward slot so Mm -hmm. um from this game he's probably my top play um can't really see I, i don't see anybody else that jumps out from this one for me
1: jd i'm gonna say that houston's now playing like you've been saying they should be playing all season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, this is really easy. Every season they kind of get a little bit of a hot start and then you just say this isn't going to continue and other people jump on a, a bandwagon that's about to crash.
1: It's a little disappointing because I don't feel like we have the same fluky player who's leading it like Andrew Wanger did last year. Like the guys right. who are like, Kubo is good and Kyoto is good when he's fit. I guess Alex might be that guy. Like is Alex really as good as he's been?
3: He has no. been playing fairly well though. I mean I <laughs> yeah, think he's, he's been, been better playing well. I mean Andrew, Van- better... w-
1: Andrew Wenger was playing well <laughs> last year. That doesn't doesn't mean he's a good <laughs> player. Know.
3: Alex is much better than Andrew Wenger. He actually can dribble, which helps.
2: I guess you gotta it's worth noting that Cubo did have thirteen points last night in their loss to Philly without a goal or an assist, so it was all shots and fouls drawn, he had a few crosses.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Six shots, one on goal. Uh, yeah, Houston's fine. Uh, especially like if you want to pick someone from their front line, it's just, this isn't the game where I'm really eager to do that because they just played, um, they're on the road in Atlanta. It just, not a lot of things are kind of coming together. Not that Atlanta has been a good defense, but I, they just have the ability to totally control the ball.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. And I, I disagree with Skyler a little bit about other guys that jump out from uh, from this game because I think you could buy into anybody in Atlanta's attack like vialba I think is a great option 8100 in a forward spot um, he had a couple great games in a row and everybody was wanted to use them uh, he's had two quiet ones but they were both on the road so I don't think we should totally ignore him uh, just yet
2: no you're right I, I could get behind that play for sure I'd definitely yeah, I mean, wouldn't ignore them all together but i think uh Amaran's a little safer if you want to play someone if you're only playing one or the other i like Almiron for 300 bucks more but you're right i mean velaba has got that kind of contest changing ability for sure
3: yeah so i mean it's the typical cash versus gpp debate
1: but
2: yep.
3: i think you could use either in either format pretty confidently and the yamil Assad is another guy that he got into the starting lineup last week. I think he had missed one or two uh, starting lineups. So he's he's definitely a player that can score too. He has probably as much flair as the other two guys. Um, so he's seventy seven hundred, a little bit cheaper. That would be a, a tournament type of play for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh, we're lucky that DraftKings doesn't dock points for elbows thrown because Assad would definitely have a few uh, <laughs> this season. <laughs> Yeah, he's
3: not my favorite, like actual player, but he's got talent. That's undeniable.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, the next Mark
3: Bloom started last week, by the way. Before we move on.
1: Oh. Your boy. That's it.
3: I wish he was still like twenty five hundred, so we could actually use the Mark Bloom strategy. But... Yeah.
1: He's an absurd thirty seven hundred this week. I feel
3: like they just bump him up a hundred dollars every time I mention his name on the podcast. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should take a few weeks off then and get them back down. Um, next game is Colorado at Philadelphia. JD, you, I believe you just used the term that the Union are on fire. Is that what I heard?
3: Yeah, they look phenomenal. Okay. I need to venture out for the uh, the hour and a half trip or so to Philadelphia to watch a game because they look great.
1: And who jumps out at you the most? CJ Sapong?
3: I mean, Sipong has been fantastic recently. He's a steal at 7,500. It's kind of unfortunate that he's goal-dependent, but at the rate he is playing, I mean, he's up there with the, the top form forwards in the league. Um, but Madunyanin, I think, is a good option as well. I don't really think people should be too scared about him not playing this weekend. He's He plays more of a relaxed role
2: than most midfielders.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then Fafa Pico... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to chime in that he was a little bit of a letdown last night. So, yeah, I could see a few people jumping off his bandwagon on this one. But I I still think he's a good play, too.
3: Yeah, definitely. And then Fafa Pico has a goal in two straight games, I believe. He's finally kind of fit. They said he needed to earn the coach's trust. And he didn't come into the season in very great shape. But, I mean, he's a, a great player that came from Europe. And I think... 30 or 4100 is a, a steal for a guy that's going to play on the wing there in philadelphia i'm assuming he gets the start we'll get to find out before we have to lock lineups so i i really like all of them il is 3500 and he's been playing in the 10 lately the last two games i believe um that's also a steal just up and down their lineup they have a lot of good values i even throw on Yewoo in there um because I think I wrote I wrote him up in my article over the weekend saying that he could get a goal. Um, Madunianian could kind of cross it to him for a goal, and sure enough, I got lucky
1: <laughs> Nailed that down.
3: call. Um, but, yeah, he's just super tall, and on set pieces, he literally is, like, the only guy they try to give it to. So that's a no-brainer if you have to reach down into that price range and just randomly pick a center
2: back. Mm-hmm. Um, we really about th- to uh, list off the entire Philly Union. Starting <laughs> I know. Low. I'm Do about it. to throw a couple more out there. Andre Blake's had a clean sheet in four straight. I mean, if you're looking yep. at a keeper playing Colorado at home, that's a pretty juicy matchup right there. His price isn't terrible. He's not the highest-priced keeper on the slate. And then uh, Chris Pontius has had some really good game logs lately, too. I don't know if you threw him in there. but um, He should be in there, though, yeah. Yeah, he had 17 points last night, 9 the game before that, and 14 before that. So he's getting assists. I think he's got 4 in his last 3. Um, 5,100. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like pick your poison with a union. What is going on?
3: Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> funny. The only guy we didn't really mention is Alejandro Bedoya, who's the guy on this team that plays for the U.S. national team. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's just kind of crazy that on and Jack Elliott, a rookie this year, or their, their center back pairing that's helped them turn things around, because last year Richie Marquez was one of the better center backs in the entire league. People were talking about him uh, getting like an outside shot at a national team call up. He might actually gotten one with uh, one of the the U twenty threes or something, if I'm not mistaken. And now he's just kind of out of the picture. Same with Rosenberry, who was Rookie of the Year. Or no, he lost to Jack Harrison, probably right.
2: Jordan Morris, no. Was that two years ago. No. Yeah, it was Morris, but Rosenberry was right okay. there. Yeah, he was. Yeah,
3: so Rosenberry made the All-Star game which in his rookie season, and uh, he's really not in the picture either. Ray Gaddis has been starting and getting clean sheets.
1: Uh, Fabinho is the only guy left that, <laughs> that <laughs> you guys is. haven't seen. <laughs> so he's the most expensive defender on the slate. So I'm guessing... Didn't, no, didn't, you,
3: we, didn't you almost captain him? In, I was very... Uh, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I literally
1: decided to captain him. And then I looked up and it was seven thirty, and I was like, I literally just missed it. And yeah, eleven points last night in FMLS. And
3: uh. <laughs> so, wait, you captain Ladero, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Who got f- <laughs> who got two with it the- multiplied to four? Thank you very much. Wow.
3: Oh. And for what it's worth, Colorado, they're I believe I saw on Reddit today they're taking two point three shots on target per game. Oh gosh. Which <laughs> no one else has less than three in the entire league. Um, Colorado is bad. Um. I, I will say they kind of are getting their attack back together They're It looks like they're trying to activate their fullbacks a little bit more. Um, they couldn't last night too much, but over the weekend, I think they won four, nothing against San Jose. They were able to get their fullbacks up in that one. Marlon Harrison is kind of transitioning to, to fullback. I think he's actually defender eligible this week. Um, so maybe Colorado has a little room to kind of grow or, get a little bit better, but they're just a bad team overall.
1: Is there a concern that uh Shkels and Gashi won't play after doing 90 this past weekend and 90 on Wednesday?
3: Yeah, definitely, because those are like two of his first
2: full 90s all season. Yeah. Yep, and he's probably been their best player the past two couple of games too, so even more reason to roll out all your union players.
1: Mm. I really don't didn't think I would ever get to a Philadelphia stack at all this season. <laughs>
2: I think i'm gonna try least, to roll one out at least in like a quarter arcade entry just play as many union guys as i can mm-hmm. see what happens
3: yeah i didn't think we'd be at this point so early in the season but there it is there it is wow imagine if Maurice adu was healthy
1: oh i'm not sure we're ever getting
2: back to that point
3: Unfortunately not, no. probably.
2: So now we're into naming their bench and <laughs> injured players. So I think it's time to move on, fellas. Yeah, I think so, too.
1: I think so, too. All right, Kansas City at Vancouver. Kansas City in a nice 3 nothing win uh, Wednesday night against the Sounders. Uh, they are now traveling to Vancouver, who, eh. That's all I have to say about Vancouver. Uh, although I'm looking above. Right now they are above the red line. Um, Whoa. I think that's the first red line reference we've had this year.
3: Um don't worry they'll fire up all the articles on mls.com <laughs> mlssoccer.com sorry Skyler.
1: That's right. That's um, right.
2: In about August they'll Lower, start talking about the red line. Right,
1: lowercase s on the soccer. Um,
2: yeah, you don't want people going to find soccer info and they they're trying to they end up buying a house or buying something. a
1: house, that's right. That's right. Although <laughs> maybe accident. they're buying a house with their mls <laughs> right. winnings, who knows. Um So who How do you guys like this game? Like, do you think Kansas City can can take that form into Vancouver or,
3: I mean? I actually think it's going to be close. I mean, Kansas City are a much better team, but you have to go to Vancouver. You have to play on their turf. Um,
1: Four days after you play. Coming that
3: midweek, yeah, that midweek game. Yeah, and it was a great game for them, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Like, it's weird because some of these teams, I just think – I realized, like earlier, I totally disregarded the Fire having to play after the midweek match. But then, here I think like Kansas City, who are probably even better team than the Fire. I it just kind of comes down to how I feel about it, and I think Seattle is like a very emotional game for Sporting Kansas City. Um, they kind of want to show they're the top dogs, so they really went out and played a great game. Um, I I just think Vancouver is the kind of team that occasionally surprises people because. They might be tougher to play against than we think. And even though they can't score consistently, I'm not sure they're a team that you can kind of run all over.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Skylar, would you rather Bolaños at 74 than Failhaber at uh, 83?
2: Yes, I would. Bolaños had a uh, huge game last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, he had 18 cross. points. Yeah, 12 yeah. crosses. Um, and he's, yeah, he's their guy on set pieces. Granted, Takara takes some of them. Um, but, yeah, I think for the savings and, again, going back to the double game week, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if Benny got a little bit of a break either. So probably don't want to build a lineup around him. Um, yeah. They've so been like playing the a lot
3: lately too. They've had a – I think they had a double game week or two recently, kind of like Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Benny's actually been playing in almost all those games. Yeah. I yeah, actually he's don't, think he's, I don't think he's been rested for any of them, to be honest.
1: Um, it's possible. I feel like he missed so many games last year that I'm starting to think of those. <laughs> Um, yeah,
3: so that's a toss-up. Yeah, I think Phil is definitely usually a better play, but Bolonius might squeak in there for sure. Hmm. Dom Dwyer didn't play on uh, last weekend, right. so he should definitely play, I would think, and he's he's a guy that I could envision getting multiple goals against Vancouver.
1: Wow, at Vancouver, no less.
3: Yeah, I mean his his speed kind of suits the turf game. Um, Kansas City still should have plenty of the ball. Um, maybe they'll be paying a little more attention to Garso Fernandez after a hat trick last night.
1: In like twenty know, minutes, points. was it fifteen minutes something? Twelve?
3: I think it was 7, 17 or twenty one, I don't know. But um he also has a, a baseball bat swing celebration, but it's very, very clear that he's never swung a baseball bat in his life.
1: <laughs> uh fair enough. Fair enough. Uh any of the defenders in this game?
3: I know who Skyler's gonna look at <laughs> yeah if he
2: starts um, which who are you which one of the two are you calling well, Breck
3: Shea. he has uh he has goals and back-to-back substitute appearances you right. don't even you don't even need him to start
2: yeah you don't even need to start just throw him in as that late game hammer a literal late game hammer <laughs> real, real life late game
3: hammer Um, Carl Robinson has been listening to our
2: podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love it if Chase starts. I mean, you're getting a forward in that defender slot, so I would pay up for him. Um, I would love it.
1: (laughs) Do you know how many points he had in his last start?
2: (laughs) Probably one. Minus two. Oh, yeah, minus two. There it is. Beautiful. That was the red card game, too.
1: Nope, just a yellow on that one. The red card game was... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. That was the red card game. <laughs> Apologies. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, so I don't really know after that. Uh, maybe Shannon Williams. Um. Let's see here. I mean, I like Zusi, but he hasn't really been... He had 11 points last night because he had that assist, but mm-hmm. his game logs haven't been great for his price.
3: Yeah, maybe Igor Julio starts over him again.
2: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a decent show. Since
3: it's been the, the double game week kind of off and on. Um, and then, like, Aiko Parra is right in the realm of uh, the Yewu that you play hoping for a goal. He hasn't had one yet this year, but he is – he can jump about as high as any player in the league, I think. He gets some serious air like Kai Kamara used to before he got old.
1: Hmm. Three shots in his last three games for Opara.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying that I would like definitely want to play him in cash, but if you... a lot of times in tournaments I don't mind playing one center back because mm-hmm. you're paying up for getting the right combination of attackers that you want, and then you just go for go for a hopeful goal from the center back spot. Just make sure you pick a tall one that they look to on set pieces. It's not that hard.
2: Yeah, no, Paro was a guy I think maybe it was last season before he got hurt, but he had a string of like two or three games in a row that he scored. And just looked like yeah. he was in for a huge season. So, yeah, he's definitely a threat in the box. Um, I'm kind of with you there, too. If if I'm playing a center back, Opar is usually one that I'll look to first. Because he is able to rack up some of those peripherals. Um, even if you don't get a goal or a clean sheet, he can, he can usually still pay off his salary. So, I like it. One, uh, jumping back off the defenders and moving to the forwards. Uh, no, J.D. said he likes Dwyer. Potential to score a couple goals. I actually like Montero for a couple thousand bucks less, maybe not that much less, but I think he's got just 1600. As much, yeah, yeah, just as much potential as Dwyer here, and uh, I like his price tag a lot. So, just again, Kansas City might not be uh, the freshest, just traveling and coming off that midweek game. Uh, maybe see some rotation here. So. I kind of like that play, and I'm looking forward to seeing a new player we've got in the pool, uh, Bernie Ibini. Not sure if we'll see him right out, out of the gate, but he's been training. I think he's maybe dealing with some sort of a uh, hamstring or quad or something, so not really sure if he's, like, game fit yet. But mm-hmm. 4,100, probably not going to be inserted into the starting lineup right away, but you know that once he is, and he's still probably going to be at that price tag, so something to keep an eye on.
3: Bernie Abini, tell me about this guy.
2: He is apparently he's a pretty high-profile uh, striker, not from s- maybe Australia, <laughs> somewhere. Not uh, so you know, I'm, I've got a little bit of A-League background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true, um, you do. But no, he's uh, you know, it's real quick. I think a guy that can probably run at people and one-on-one uh, take guys on. So be interested to see how he fits into the, the Whitecaps' attack. But at that price for DraftKings purposes, somebody to keep an eye on. Hmm.
1: Okay. Uh quick search here. He was born in Nigeria, but was, but grew up in Australia and his sister plays in the W league.
3: Oh, well you sold league. me.
1: Yeah. So her name is princess <laughs> Abini.
2: Princess Abini. <laughs> yeah, there it is.
3: So it, it's worth noting that in Sporting's last six uh, away matches, they've only conceded five goals. Hmm. They've probably been the best defense this year, hands down. So yeah. I'm not quite as on board with the Freddie Montero pick as Skyler is, but I, yeah, but I see where he's coming from. I mean, he's he's pretty much, after Bolaños, the only option in their attack if you want to take somebody.
2: Yeah, and I think part of my angle there, too, is that... Uh their last DGW uh, double game week. That was a couple weeks ago. There's the second end of that was at Minnesota FC and they actually got, you know, pretty uh, t- taken a school, I guess, if you want to say <laughs> um, by Minnesota, which is just, it, I didn't think that that was possible. But Minnesota Christian Ramirez uh, looked like he could have probably scored at least two goals that game. Did he score two? I think he had one, but, um that's I think um
3: yeah what's his name on the wing had an Ibarra had the other yeah. one I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure but yeah. yeah actually sporting have given up two goals in their last two road games the one before that they gave up one to Dallas which I mean that's good you go to Dallas you only give up one and then they shut out Portland Toronto and DC on the road um the three before that so I mean I I just think that I respect their defense almost too much to play anybody against except Like last night, I definitely considered Ladero things when they play like really elite guys like that. But otherwise, they're they're just very good.
2: Okay.
1: Speaking of very good, last game of the slate is 8 o'clock Eastern. That's actually an early finish for MLS usually. But Dallas home against San Jose. The Earthquakes did play uh, Wednesday as well. Um, They drew Orlando 1-1 at home and i didn't take a ton out of that it was a wando goal which uh, of course i had wando on my fmls team until i didn't he was and then i ended up with hika um do any thompson assist oh gosh um do any of the earthquakes guys deserve consideration at dallas on a short rest
2: nope (laughs) nah
1: okay great and if you're going to Dallas, is Rudy the first stop?
0: Yeah, uh, probably.
3: Because they Never moved, heard. they moved Kellen Acosta to midfield, which is terrible. Because he was like know. the he was the cheat code that let us win money this whole first four month, three months of
2: the season, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that one stings. I did, I just noticed that too. I was going to say that it's probably Acosta, but now that I see that, I don't know. It still might be Acosta. Um, Ah, that's so
3: tough. He's 6,900 for a guy that you're just getting a handful of corners. I know he's scoring occasional goals and assists, but he's, like, not a goal or assist guy yet.
2: He's had six shots in two of his last three.
3: Yeah, and then the other – look at all the ones before that. He's had one or zero for, like, the other six.
2: Right. Yeah, it's – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say a Rudy – uh, the price maybe makes me think a little bit more about Acosta, but then again, if I'm playing uh, some of these other midfielders, I don't know if I'm gonna have room for Acosta. So, yeah, probably right with a Rudy.
3: Yeah, and Tesho started last game. I'm pretty sure he's only 4,600. So if you wanna, you wanna play a Dallas forward, but you want a big discount, he's 4,200 cheaper than a Rudy. I tried
1: but that. A Rudy's, I tried that a Rudy's the other day. I got two points out of it. Tesho is <laughs> <it's> not,
2: <laughs> uh, He's on your list
1: well I mean you're paying half the price for getting a, a eighth of the production of a Rudy <laughs> so that's that's the wrong fraction a uh, wrong ratio that you're going for um yeah the other negative about Acosta is that like his salary's higher just because he's a midfielder like he would never be a sixty nine hundred dollar defender I don't think I've ever yeah, seen that's one
3: that annoying. <laughs> Why would you raise his price when he's going to be a midfielder? Cause the defender spot, you should pay him more of a premium for a guy that's scoring a lot. Right. Like if he were back in the mid 50 or mid 5,000 range, I would consider him in the midfield, but that just seems silly.
1: So if you're somebody who thinks that you can get value out of the earthquakes, who's the guy that they should consider? Or just literally give up like you. <laughs>
2: I mean, maybe maybe Hika. Maybe. But he his his logs against seems like he's had some pretty decent ones, but in tough games like Colorado this past weekend he had two points. He didn't even get a cross off. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar setup for me. Like Dallas is probably I mean, they're stronger this season, I'd say, than than Colorado has been in the back. So I'm just, I don't know if I want to go there. Okay.
3: If you're gonna make me take a San Jose guy, I think it would be Godoy, because I would just bank on him getting more peripherals than Hika.
2: Right. Our boy right. Lima was back in the lineup last night. Came Your boy Lima. Seven points. <laughs> My boy Lima. So that oh. means he's definitely not going to start at, at Dallas. No.
1: What was he? Sixty-five hundred
2: uh yeah the guy had two good games he's like one of the most expensive
3: defender he hasn't even been starting lately
1: that only helps though because then he's He's still averaging 15 points a game
3: if the houston dynamo were a player it would be nick (laughs) lena it's like oh hot start everyone loves him and then
2: nothing (laughs) give me Uh, a break those were the days 16 points for 2500 and then (laughs) yeah he shot up to 5100 but still 25 points right after that and then Just completely downhill after that. Yeah, Ryan Hollingshead
3: got his first minutes yeah. in a while last weekend. Uh, actually, literally minutes, barely. He played two minutes. Hmm. Good but to see uh him back though, definitely. I think. I mean, literally got hit by a car when he was out of a car um, right. during yeah. the off season. So Reports he's back. Fortuss in...
2: said he was like thrown twenty or thirty feet up in the air. That's just Jeez. nuts to think somebody can come back like that uh it's been less than a year Mm and back on the soccer field it's cool to see
3: i think i saw it's been like 130 some days which i thought it was longer than that but that's that's crazy extremely impressive yeah wow so jesse gonzalez is a good play this week
1: you think he'll get us some saves though he might not even touch the ball
3: san jose's not a complete joke okay they're they're not at Colorado Rapids, okay. although Colorado beat them for nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> other than that though
3: um yeah, wow, Bingham's thirty eight hundred that's so low that it's kind of tempting but mm. there's a lot of good keeper options on this slate because there's probably honestly, there's probably four clear favorites mm-hmm. so. Melia would I'm assuming since he's on the road is the cheapest of them all. Yeah, forty six hundred. Right. Yeah.
1: Which isn't that cheap. I mean it's cheap.
3: Yeah, but... like what do they do? Raise all the goalie prices this <laughs> week. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Uh all right, let's go to the Sunday slate. We've got three games. Uh first one kicks off at two thirty, that's New England and Columbus. Five o'clock They're already
3: playing for their like fourth time this yeah, season. Yeah, really?
1: Uh, five o'clock is Minnesota and uh, the Galaxy, and then seven o'clock is Orlando and New York City FC. Uh, let's kind of take this one as a whole because um, we've got a lot of options in the upper tier. Alessandrini's the most expensive at ten thousand eight hundred. David Villa at ninety six hundred, uh, both on the road, and then Kaká at eighty seven and Lee Wynn at eighty five. I guess I'll throw in Kyle Laren at eighty five hundred as well. If I,
3: I don't think Laren has ever not scored against NYCFC.
1: I'm pretty sure Laren has like 17 goals in seven starts against. <laughs> well, it's the Red Bulls too. I think he is both New York teams that he dominates. Both New York, definitely New York City FC. I, I'm pretty sure he scored in his last like five against them.
2: Um, he needs one of those. I love New York shirt. I hope he has one of those. <laughs> on his, I hope he has one of those in his drawer. Oh, that would be. It'd be if hilarious he just wore it. if yeah. he
3: if he had it under his jersey totally. and took it off when yes. he scored.
2: Oh my
1: god, that would be great. Um. So, do you guys like Laren this week?
3: Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, I like the
1: the why not I is love, because at I 80, don't love Laren. I was gonna say 8500 basically takes you out of the running of getting two of Alessandrini, Kaká, Win, Miram, Iguain. I mean, there are a decent number of options on this slate that it's almost like Laren would be taking up too much space.
2: Yeah, I definitely like some plays more than Laren, mm-hmm. um, but I don't not like Laren. I mean, okay. again, it's the the New York narrative. Not to just say that that's the only reason I would play him, but I mean, the <laughs> he's the results are there, and he's uh, I like the matchup for them too. With, I mean, I guess they're both coming off in a, uh, their second game of the week, but I do think he's gonna have some opportunities to score here. Um, I like the play. I mean, I'm I'm probably not gonna. I don't think you would see him in my lineups this weekend. Though with that being said,
1: I was really close to taking him in FMLS. Really close because of all these New York goals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm kind of torn on Laren too because when I look at him individually versus any of the other forwards, I can make an easy argument for him over all of them. Right. I mean, Via is tough, but
4: yeah, Villa all the others really didn't
3: have via didn't have a great game last time he played in orlando except he hit that like 50 yard goal that salvaged his day if i recall correctly
1: um the 50 yard was against philly right
3: oh okay i stand correct yeah and then the next game was against oh actually that goal he scored against orlando if i recall correctly was really sweet it was, <laughs> it was almost better than the 50 yard goal
1: so does that change your mind now
3: not really. I mean, I think I'd would go via over Laren, and okay. then I would consider I would consider Ola Kamara, but over Kai that's
2: Yeah.
1: Skyler, what do you think about Juan Agudelo if he starts?
2: i um, probably playing Kai over Juan and Ola. Oh. Um. Yeah, I really like because uh, he's the better play. <laughs> I mean, uh, is
3: a better play than Agudelo.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess you weren't on the pod last week, but I've said it a couple of times. I feel like both those guys are fairly even for fantasy purposes, but I actually think Kamara's been, I mean, maybe it's just because Agudelo's been out, but Kamara's been more involved in the attack. He's had 10 shots the last two games. Um, granted, it was against RSL, but he was pretty much front and center for for new England and that he had a golden assist on their four goals. So and he had at least we'll one cross how...
1: the other day that didn't get counted. If I remember correctly. That,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where's my cross DraftKings? <laughs> I, man, I, that was when I was just, uh, rewind a little bit. I was pretty close in a few of my head to heads and, uh, Kamara swung perfectly clear cross into the box. I mean, I guess maybe there was a little bit of question as if it landed in the box or not, but, seem like you which could...
1: which describes how well that cross was, was taken. <laughs> right
2: <laughs> right and then of course it skips out for a throw-in so it was one of those mm-hmm. um but anyway i mean i just I, even even as far as like ola kamar goes um feel like kai's gonna have more opportunities mm-hmm. ola really hasn't been that impressive lately i guess he only played he came off the bench last game and just played one minute but um, Ola
3: Kamara leads the league in expected goals.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but I just I don't know. Maybe it's the the Columbus crew narrative again that's getting at getting under my skin. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um <laughs> definitely if it's between Kai and, and Aguidelo, I just I don't really see for me I don't see any reason to play Aguidelo over Kai for a hundred bucks more. Okay. That's fine. And do you have a – is there anything that makes Aguidelo that much better than Kai for you, J.D., or is, am I just
3: – Well, up until Kai had a goal in each of these last two games, Aguidelo was running circles around him in terms of any kind of production. He was pretty much the guy that New England was relying on for their attack. So just because Kai had a baby and came in and scored a goal doesn't mean I'm suddenly, like, smitten with playing him. Also, I mean that we're we're looking at games where Kai Kamara was home against Salt Lake and DC, like big whoop. I could probably score a goal against RSL.
1: Hmm. Agadello's brace was at Seattle, not a bad spot. That was a weird. I game, just uh,
3: watching Agadello this year; he looks totally legitimate, and Kai Kamara has burned me way too many times for me to trust him on a weekly basis. <laughs> Okay. But, may, I mean, maybe Kai Kumar is heating back up and he's going to get into some kind of run of form. I'm not saying he's been bad. I'm just, he's old, he's streaky at this point. And if Agudelo is healthy enough to start, then, for me, he's a better option.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's fair.
1: All right. Uh, I think the only other guy worth really considering among this group is one we haven't spoken about, Christian Ramirez at 6,700. I mean, the Galaxy haven't been that great defensively he's been decent um you need two forward spots and if you're not if if you pay up for via and kai or via and anybody above kai it doesn't leave you much else so is there a, sh- a cheaper forward that you guys would consider
3: i think that's good now yeah. i think uh that's kind of the cutoff you have the boa giles barnes uh i guess jossie zardes Actually, Jossie Zardes is probably a good play.
1: Minnesota's been much better defensively.
3: Right, but they're still by far the the highest team in expected goals against. Right. Um, let me see. Expected goals against per game. Minnesota, 1.95, according to AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. Salt Lake is the next highest, 1.59. So for what it's worth, DC United one point five eight. So those are the two teams we just got excited about. Kai Kamara with two of the <laughs> bottom,
2: two of the bottom three expected goals against. Oh yeah, okay. I think you got to look at uh, Den Lotti um, at forty four hundred. He's had a couple of really good results uh, last two games. He's hit double digits, so forty four hundred um, probably going to be. I mean, he's one of those forwards. If you're going to be playing a guy like Via, then you want somebody super cheap. So I think he might be that guy.
3: Yeah, this slate's really tough because if you want Via and Alessandrini, you have to play a guy like Dan Lotti.
1: Yep. So it, it would almost like... be
3: nice if Akole was playing in this game instead of in- Via. Instead, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, if Jaime Villarreal plays and messes up my switcheroo, I'm never going to come on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, That would be a bummer.
3: <laughs> After right It would be like my third messed up switcheroo yeah, it would this be. year. <laughs> oh. um, Brandon Vazquez, get out of here.
1: <laughs> you were so angry. Rightfully so. All right, so you mentioned Alessandrini, so he's, he's the most expensive midfielder. It seems like he is at the top of your list for midfielders on the slate. Is that correct?
3: He has to be a must-play. I think, yeah.
1: Okay, and is Iguain next? I didn't really want to list Lee Win next, but it might be Lee Win.
3: It honestly might be Lee Win. I think Kaká has looked really good, but it's it's really tough to say how they're going to do against uh, NYC FC midfield. That's pretty good. Um, so Kaká is a toss-up. Okay. Lee Win is safer. And then Miram Iguain is still, for me, like, flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Miram captained my FMLS team to glory
2: last week. Oh, man, what a call. Um, well, wow. nice call. Thank you. We all wish we could have had that. Yeah, really. You yeah, guys least... kind
3: of scold me with the captain picks the first uh, month and a half of the year, so it's nice I've gotten him. I have Nikolic this week. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so nice. we'll see. But how about Gio Dos Santos missing a, a pretty – pretty much a sitter last week. Emma Boateng kind of flipped it into the box. He couldn't finish it. He's been incredibly disappointing this year. Yeah, Even though he has a goal in back-to-back games, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him when I watch. It's just...
2: Yeah, why couldn't he do that when he was 4,600 and we all, we all jumped on the bandwagon? <laughs> now it's like he's finally hitting 20 points like we were all hoping for in that game. Yeah. Which I guess 10 for 4600s is respectable. But, yeah. Um, I think in that price range, though, Kevin Molino a guy that I, I'm probably going to be considering. And, yeah, and if you do use... I was just about to ask –
1: I was going to ask who you liked more between Molino and Morales. I like I Molino
2: I like, more. Yeah, I like Molino a little bit more. Um, playing at home, I think they'll be motivated. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's not like L.A.'s – the best LA galaxy team that we've ever seen, but it could be a pretty good, pretty nice statement win if Minnesota beats LA galaxy. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean the galaxy are definitely letting in a lot of goals lately. Um, Molino. If you don't use Alessandrini, I think you kind of have to use Molino. I don't know why. It just seems like it's a good, he's a good foil for Alessandrini.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: They're both guys that can completely score multiple goals in a game, but they also get plenty of crosses and shots. If you can fit them both, that would be great. But I don't think you can. Well, you you can, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
3: It feels weird because then you have to fade the New England Columbus game, it, sort of. Uh,
1: yep. You do basically.
3: I guess I'm assuming we're also playing via at forwards, so.
1: It's tough not to. <laughs> um.
3: This is actually a fun slate. I think I was talking trash on it before the podcast. but
1: You can. I guess you could get Kai. Oof. Um, any defenders you guys like? <laughs> I noticed Ben Sweat has zero points in his last 180 minutes. <laughs> Back-to-back 90-minute starts with no wow. zero points.
3: Does he just not accumulate anything, or is he conceding fouls?
1: He the first game was three interceptions and three fouls committed, and the next one was three crosses, uh, one foul committed and a yellow card. So Ooh. yeah, I'd say he's That's checking true. the boxes, just the wrong ones.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Godoy had eight. Godoy had eight fouls committed last night. Oh gosh, <laughs> jeez,
2: and a yellow card, of course. The you, the I mean, you should have yellow a yellow card. if you're committing
3: eight fouls, right? Yeah, absolutely. Persistent infringement comes to mind.
2: Yeah (laughs) Um, Uh, Tierney was back in the mix for me last weekend. He Pulled through with 24 points. mm -hmm, So if mm -hmm. he's I think he's probably gonna start again, and he was taking corners uh, Well splitting corners with Lee win. So you got to love that from a defender That's just so Tierney
3: starts automatically looking at whoever Columbus has on that wing Offensively right
2: yeah and so if he starts then i i feel like that game's got some goals in it so I'd probably, i think it
3: has goals in it regardless but yeah i see what you're saying
2: yeah just saying if it if he starts and he's probably in the mix for me again maybe even Come over up. scott Sutter, who i've really been kind of uh, he's been average he's i guess the past few yeah. games but still he's he's capable of double digits pretty pretty easy so
3: so Ashley Cole hasn't gotten more than six points in like half a year. Yeah, I believe it. He's thirty-seven hundred. Mark Birch is back into the three thousand region. Skyler, I know that gets you excited.
2: <laughs> uh... Not too excited. Uh... It's pretty. I ugly. don't know.
3: I could. I could see somebody playing Mark Birch this week. I wouldn't make fun of them for it.
2: Yeah, Sam Birch rolled out a few times just because of his price. Uh, I think I think before this, I think he's actually priced higher than he has been. Um, well, no, he yeah he was thirty five hundred last week. I think I might have seen him in that. Might have been the week that I saw him in a couple of lineups.
1: But so much of his points, so many of his points are coming from the clean sheet, which probably isn't happening home against Stella.
2: Yeah.
3: Probably not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a weird... it's so
3: weird it's very sutter... top heavy yeah i don't know about sutter because i know when they got shelled in houston for nothing people were starting to talk about how specter and sutter and kind of their their defensive unit was getting overworked so i could totally see them rest sutter for this match Yeah, that would be his third game in eight days
2: yeah i could see that um I guess if you're talking about trying to line somebody up against tyranny, it could be Waylon Francis, and he's had a couple of back-to-back, ten points, ten and eleven points. So, um, he's a guy I rolled out when I saw he was thirty-eight hundred, I think, in his first start against New England. So, you know, playing him again, he already hit eleven points. Granted, there's a clean sheet thrown in, but mm-hmm. kind of like that play.
1: We think Kakuta yeah, like it- Mane could get that call too.
3: If Mane up against Chris Tierney, he's. How much does he cost? I don't want to say 50, he's definitely in my lineup, but.
1: 5,800.
3: As a midfielder? Or? No, he's a forward. A forward. Uh, that's a little much. If he was like 4,500, he'd for sure be in my lineup against Tierney, but I still might think about it.
1: Hmm. Certainly cheaper than Kai.
3: <laughs> Tierney's just not good defensively anymore. He's mm-hmm. actually not that good offensively anymore, but I guess they were in a good situation last week. We all know that RSL allow crosses like it's nobody's business.
2: <laughs> yeah. Back
3: to last year.
2: That's right. what you're playing him for is just hoping that he has one of those 14 cross games. Right. Um, when you play them. And then, yeah, I mean, there's a few, definitely a few pluses that, he brings, I mean, if like Lee wins not in the lineup and they get a PK, then it could be him taking it. So. Then would Kai yeah. take it? Yeah. Kai against the crew and <laughs> Kai would definitely take it.
1: It <laughs> wasn't part of the trade agreement.
3: Oh, well. So if, if we're looking at center backs that can score a header, I feel like Minnesota is pretty easy to score a header on. And uh yellow Van, yellow Van is a, Dam is
2: a force in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he had that first goal that Alessandrini scored, but he didn't get a piece of it. But he, I mean, it looked like it skimmed his his big bald noggin. I was going to say he needed a little hair to get that goal. (laughs) He (laughs) just
3: causes havoc in the box every time he's there. It's great. He had eight interceptions last game, though, which is kind of wild.
1: I'm always curious about how aggressive, like, certain scores are with interceptions because you always get those random games just like that, like eight. You just don't see that much. Occasionally you see like yeah, a 10 tackle game and you're like, somebody got a little <laughs> little quick on the tackle trigger finger.
3: Yeah, no, I totally agree. If There's probably some analysis to be done if we would track that and if we could figure out who was scoring it for Opta.
2: Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's some insider information right there.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a new twist to DFS right there, figure out who's scoring the game and who awards more of certain categories. Right. Right. That's, Instead that's what like, we're start right. Instead Which, of like, right. Instead of trying to take... figure out like
1: referees who give more tackles, you got to find exactly. out who Joe Schmo is out in the London office doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh
2: great, the... here we come with the cards again, or yeah. with, not with the cards, but with the right, whatever. Well, you just well, have to already... figure out
1: who was doing that revolution game last week and know that the crosses aren't going to be coming.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> we already know that uh, Mark Geiger gives at least one penalty a game, so. <laughs>
1: All right, well, on those shenanigans, I think we can finish this week's podcast. Uh, so, yeah, four slates. Hopefully that was helpful to everybody for listening. Guys, thank you very much for doing that, and uh, good luck this weekend.
3: Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys.
4: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.